Hello and welcome back to The Last Slice of Pizza. I'm your host, James, and today we are closing out Season 1 with the two-part episode, Apprentice. The episode starts with Robin chasing Slade uh, through a series of cliffs with an absolutely banging soundtrack accompanying it. Like, banging. Like, this whole episode... Or this whole two-part episode has a really great soundtrack again like the rest of the show but like this track in particular is really banging it's like one of the two times I mentioned the soundtrack in in, in my note-taking so anyway they're jumping over cliffs which is reminiscent of their chase in masks where they're jumping from building to building and then they land on a cliff with these like pillars and begin fighting and then Slade says, you must be so eager to see me, Robin. But Robin says he's not here to see him. He is here to stop him. Slade asks, how can you stop me if you don't know what I want? So they begin fighting, and while Robin's form is good, um, Slade seems to have the upper hand. And like in this like engagement... Uh, you briefly see Slade's eye glow red. And also we see Robin, like, hitting the pillars, and you hear each impact. Like, you hear it, like, bang, bang, but, you know, actual Foley work and not me saying bang. Of course, it wouldn't be me saying bang. I would have been, like, ten when this episode came out. I wanted to... But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, he takes out some of his Robin rings and throws them at Slade, who catches them and then uh, throws them at the pillars to cause them to collapse. There's smoke everywhere, and Robin tries to find Slade, while Slade says, We appear to be evenly matched. And then uh, Slade goes on to say, that it makes sense that they're both ruthless since they're so similar. At this, Robin finds Slade behind him and then tackles him and then says he's nothing like Slade. And then he says, all you care about is destroying, but Slade retorts, and you destroy all you care about. He gestures to the rock structures, which now have the shape of the other titans, and Robin is horrified while Slade laughs. Robin pulls off Slade's mask and asks, Who are you? Only to see Robin in, like, Slade's costume. While Slade, Robin, keeps laughing, and Robin panics. And it was a dream because Robin wakes up in his Slade conspiracy room, sweating like a pig. Cyborg then comes in and says, It's him. It's Slade. And then we get the part one opening. So that's how part one begins. That is the tone this episode is setting. And boy does it set it. Anyways, Slade is communicating with the Titans via video chat. He says, I hope I didn't wake you. He did, and Beast Boy complains about someone making a call at five in the morning before Raven just kind of gently nudges him to stop. Raman asks, what do you want? Slade replies, You've been trying to find the answer to that for a while, but you haven't been able to. He singles out Robin, saying he expected more from him. 
Robin shoots back, like I care what you think. Slade then shows the Titans what his plan is. He reveals the device, which he says is a chromaton detonator, which... I, like, Google Documents usually, like, goes along with whatever fictional whatever and doesn't usually red squiggle line it, but, uh, they do with Chromaton, which is slightly annoying, and maybe I also don't know how to spell Chromaton, if that is a real word. I have it spelled C-H-R-O-M-A-T-O-N. And it gives me back uh, chromatin, which is, I believe, like a cellular thing. Like, relating to the cells in the human body, not cellular as in cellular telephone. Back to the episode, the Titans are aghast, but then Beast Boy asks, What's a crouton detonator? Starfire gives a response that involves a lot of big words and Beast Boy is still confused and then Raven simplifies it down to a device that stops time permanently which gets Beast Boy just as freaked out as everyone else. Cyborg adds that if he activates it, all of downtown will be frozen in time. Slade tells them that they have to find it, but since he has the controller, time isn't on their side. He then hangs up. Robin calls for everyone to split up and find it. He starts to storm out, but Cyborg and Beast Boy stop him. And they encourage him to sit this one out or just hang back due to Robin's behavior around Slade. And Cyborg points out, you have issues. Robin argues that there's too much at stake and he needs to go. And Starfire reminds him of what happened last time. And Robin brushes it off saying he made a mistake. Raven says, would you like to know where to look? And then uh, they all turn around and see Raven at the, uh, like, computer with, like, the chromanon detonator they see on a uh, screen from when uh, Slade, you know, just casually called them. Anyway, Raven says that Slade gave uh, more information than maybe he intended and pulls up a slight reflection on the device. Beast Boy mocks her by calling it a bunch of squiggly lines. However, Raven uh, clears it up and reverses it so it says Pier 41, clear as day, and Beast Boy is a little embarrassed. So they arrive at Pier 41 and cautiously approach the door. Cyborg blasts it open and they enter only to find nothing. They then get surrounded by Slade bots. Robin tells them to fight. There's a little bit of buildup. And then Robin shouts, Titans, go! And they go into the fight, and Robin is getting a lot of hits in. He is, like, really, like, going all out. And once again, the soundtrack is just banging. I just think I need to stop apologizing for bringing up the soundtrack, because the soundtrack is just amazing, and I should just bring it up whenever I feel like it. So... We see then Cyborg is about to attack, but Robin gets to them first, and then the same thing happens with Starfire, Beast Boy, and Raven. So Robin continues to wail on the robots while the others look in shock and horror at what Robin is doing. Also, they look chibi in uh, this little scene, or there's a scene where they look chibi. 
which I think is a callback to uh, Divide and Conquer back when uh, Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire were chibi when Cyborg and Robin were arguing. So, kind of goes back in on itself, which is interesting and a really nice touch. So, Robin keeps hitting the last bot, and the other Titans say that they were victorious, and then Starfire has to stop him physically and say they won. Robin denounces the victory because Slade still has the button, and he leaves in a fury. So, outside of the, like, pure boat storage thing, I should know what that's called, but I don't. The Titans discuss how to find the detonator, but they don't have any clear answers. Robin sees a dock worker and shouts, freeze. The worker runs away while Robin gives chase. He corners the worker and then interrogates him fiercely. The worker says he has no knowledge of Slade, and then Raven pulls Robin off with her powers and says, you said you could handle it. The others confront him about this as well. Robin says he's doing fine, and then Beast Boy counters, just because we're going after Slade doesn't mean you have to act like him. Robin turns around and vehemently denies the connections, saying Slade is trying to destroy the world, and I'm trying to save it. There's a bit of a silence, and, like, it zooms out, and, like, it's just this, like, moment where, like, even though Robin is saying he's not like Slade, like, you can feel it. But then, Starfire sneezes, causing an explosion. She says she has a metallic chromium allergy. Cyborg says, interesting. Starfire explains, not really. Chromium allergies are common on my planet. Cyborg explains that what's interesting is that the key component to a chromaton detonator is a metallic chromium base, which means Starfire can track the device. And Starfire is like, yay. So this is one of the things I like about the show. It can do funny or goofy in some of the most dire circumstances. And like, I like that. And I feel like some shows kind of like slip from that just a little bit. I mean, there are examples, but I don't think there's anything like quite like this. I mean, I'm mostly thinking about uh, like Digimon at this point because like the original dub of Digimon, which I think the original dub of the original. Why do I keep saying original? I think it's the only dub of, like, the original series of Digimon. Not the point. Uh, like, they make it a little bit, like, cornier, but I think it works at making them, you know, more, more human, more, like, child, like, kids, you know? Who, who want to, like, try and sound cool, and, like, even in the face of danger... Like, they're still making, like, weird quips. Like, one of my favorites is in Tamers, where, like, uh, like, at the, at the end, uh, like, like, when, 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 like, 
the world is about to get sucked into this, like... No, it's about to get eaten by this thing that eats things. Rio, like, is asking Rika to lend him her power to help fight the big bad. And then, like, like before she agrees, she asks, You're just trying to impress me. And then he asks, Is it working? And I love that kind of stuff. And, like, this show does it well. Like, with, like, they just had this, like, big dramatic moment. And then we get interrupted with Starfire just having an allergy. Which is, like, one of the goofiest things. But it works. And it's also, like, the thing that, like, gets the pot back up. It's amazing, and I love that kind of stuff, and, like, I feel like it's not as prominent in more modern shows, but I think I think stuff like that should make a comeback. Anyways. Uh, sorry about that little tangent. So, the Titans find themselves in the sewers following Starfire as she sneezes. The others are keeping a safe distance. Robin begins to apologize, but Raven says we don't have time and points to a boat with the detonator on it. The Titans give chase, but Cinderblock pulls Robin in, and he instructs the other Titans to pursue the detonator. Raven, Beast Boy, and Cyborg go, but Starfire lingers a little bit as she starts watching Robin fight Cinderblock for a little bit and wonders if she should join him, but then Cyborg calls her and she joins the others. So Robin faces off against Cinderblock and says, you caught me on a bad day. They continue their fight while the others are chasing the boat. So uh, the boat activates its self-defense mechanism while the Titans dodge. So uh, at this point, uh, Starfire is carrying Cyborg and they're flying while Beast Boy and Raven are like flying on their own. And then Cyborg notes, I am not going to take attitude from a boat. <laughs> which is which is also nice. And I like that. So, Robin continues to fight Cinderblock. And he gets a lot of good hits in. And he finishes Cinderblock by suplexing him. And demands to know where Slate is. He then finds a device in Cinderblock's hand which has... The detonator's location, or his location, I'm not 100% sure, but the important thing is it has Slade's location. He looks intently at it, at the Slade logo, which marks his location, and he is hypnotized by it. Because, like, this is the closest he's been to, to getting Slade. Uh, we cut to Slade's lair, and we see Slade... Watching the other Titans chase the detonator, saying, Your time is almost up. Robin bursts in and says, Actually, we just hit overtime. Slade greets Robin and says, I was beginning to wonder if Cinderblock was too much for you. He takes out the control. You want it? He places it between the two of them. Come and take it. Robin stares Slade down and then leaps into action. And we cut to the others still chasing the boat, and Starfire drops Cyborg onto the boat. The Slade bot piloting it activates the autopilot before just, you know, getting taken out completely. Cyborg tries to control the boat, but rips off the steering wheel, 
and uh, Starfire lands to try and help as well. He tries punching in codes, but it doesn't work. Starfire and Cyborg sway wildly for a bit before Cyborg rips the controls out, stopping the boat. Beast Boy and Raven catch up, and Raven says, Please tell me that's not how you plan on stopping the detonator. Beast Boy asks, You do know how to stop it. Cyborg responds, How hard can it be? And throws the control panel he just ripped off in the water. Uh, he gets to the control panel of the detonator. And, uh, like, it sort of, like, activates, but not really. And then Raven notes, Whatever we do, we should do it before Slade activates the detonator. So, in Slade's lair, Robin is getting knocked around by Slade. Robin tries for the detonator, but Slade prevents him. He insults uh, Robin by saying, Come now. You have to do better than that. I haven't even broken a sweat. They engage in more combat, and Slade clearly has the upper hand, while Robin is not thinking clearly at all. And as they fight, Slade remarks, Good technique. He twists Robin's arm. Good, but not perfect. Slade finishes as he knocks Robin over. Robin charges in, but Slade punches him in the stomach with a fierce impact. Like, there's, like, like a, a DBZ kind of, like, like, windburst. But Robin isn't sent flying. Instead, he keels over while Slade laughs. So, the others begin dismantling the detonator to disarm it. Cyborg scans the controls to get information on how to disarm it. And then Beast Boy turns into an octopus to carefully move the panel that Cyborg gives him. Starfire is about to sneeze while Raven uses her powers to contain it. Starfire tells them to continue. Cyborg cuts the first wire and starts beeping and they get a little nervous. In Slade's lair, Robin is on the floor cursing his failure. Slade remarks, I know how you feel, Robin. You hate losing as much as I do. One of the many qualities that you and I share. Robin gets a second win and beats Slade with the finishing blow given a random lightning strike, like which is like a f flipping kick. I mean, I can't say kick flip because kick flip is already the name of something else. So uh, it knocks Slade down though. So Robin goes for the trigger and says, it's over. On the contrary, Slade remarks, it's only just the beginning. The trigger uh, falls apart in Robin's hand. He asks for the real one, but Slade informs him that there is no real trigger because there is no detonator. The others are on the precipice of disarming what we now know to be a fake detonator, and it seems like it's safe, but then it starts beeping rapidly again, and it seems like it's activating. Beast Boy freaks out, but the machine breaks down and Beast Boy wonders why they aren't all frozen in time. Cyborg says that this isn't a detonator, it's a fake. A little, like, gun-type thing pops out and shoots the Titans with a beam, knocking them into the water. So, uh, they resurface, and Beast Boy got some of the sewer water in his mouth, but he says aside from that, he thinks he's fine. And Cyborg says that his scanners say that they're fine too. And they just seem that, like, things are fine and, you know, 
nothing happened or it failed. However, we uh, go inside their like cells and bloodstreams and we see Slade branded nanobots attached to their blood cells. Slade presents the nanoscopic probes to Robin showing a display of each of the other Titans blood work to Robin. He pulls out a different trigger explaining that with a push of a button he can destroy them from the inside out. Robin protests saying they will never join him. Slade responds that this isn't about them. It's about you. It's always been about you. Slade explains that the reason he did what he did was to get Robin's attention. Uh, he says that for a while he's been looking for an apprentice. Hey, that's the name of the episode. And believes Robin fits the bill. Robin says he won't, but Slade reminds him of what he can do. I.e. kill his friends. He instructs Robin that if he were to do exactly as he says and not make contact with his friends ever again, he will let them live. However, if Robin disobeys him even slightly, he will annihilate them and make him watch. So Robin is between a, a rock and a hard place at this moment. And this is a little bit interesting because I mentioned one of the things that makes Slade antithetical to Batman is him being kind of a lone wolf. However, I'd argue he still is. As demonstrated in Masks, Slade isn't trusting of someone willing to work for him. He has to hold all the power. Also, I had this in my notes later, but I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, if you see a relationship like, like uh, Robin and Slade in, in like this... Uh, get get the Robin out of that. This that is a completely predatory relationship. Slate Slate is a predator in like every sense of the word. Like he is manipulating Robin into doing like whatever he wants. And also it's a bit weird. <laughs> like it's it it skirts as close to the line as it possibly can and uh yeah it's um it's frankly disturbing and also another reason we don't really see a more human side to Slade is because if we give him a human side, that would undercut the whole the dude's a predator kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, Slade Slade is just not a good person. He like he singles out and manipulates Robin into just being by his side forever by force. It's it's as close as you can get while having like a TVG or TVPG rating. But yeah, they're, they're going for that. Slate, Slate is not a good person. <laughs> Anywho. Sorry about that, but I, it needs to be said. It needs to be said.
Anywho, the others leave the sewers, but they can't contact Robin. They all grow worried, and Starfire keeps calling Robin. However, uh, we cut back to Slade's lair, and we see Robin has his costume off. And Robin is suiting up in a Slade-branded suit. And Slade comes over and says, I know you hate it now, but you will learn to love it. Okay, so just just a little, um, like, a little, little thought experiment I want to try. Because, like, I didn't recognize this until this time I'm watching it. Like, whenever I watched it before, like, yeah, I just see Slade manipulating Robin into just becoming a bad guy. But, like, like, it, it, it rhymes awfully close to just someone bringing a kid in for their own devious purposes. Well, I mean... That that is what it is, but like uh, when you usually hear about that, it's not you know terrorism. It's something else. So now I'm just trying to think: does that make Slade a less good character? But I think not because Slade is just like the epitome of evil. Like. There's nothing redeeming about Slade. He is just a terrible person all around. And yet, we don't really know a whole lot about him. So, I think that kind of works in his favor. In that, like, he just is evil. And, you know, the Titans have to take him down. Sorry. Anyway, Robin does not emote at that as Slade walks off, and then the spotlight that was on Robin turns off, and part one ends there. So part two begins with the others searching for Robin. Starfire is still calling out, but Raven and Beast Boy tell her to calm down, and that if he was going to pick up, he would have done it by now. They wonder where he is, and they aren't sure. Cyborg is down in the sewers, looking at the place where Cinderblock and Robin fought, saying he can't tell who the winner was. Starfire laments the fact that they allowed Robin to go off on his own, and Beast Boy adds that it hurts even more so that the detonator was a dud. Raven points out that it wasn't a dud, it was a trap, and they fell for it. They then wonder why Slade wanted Robin alone, and what his real plan is, Cyborg alerts the others to a crime in progress. So we see Robin drop down onto a building. He sneaks in and throws a slaterang uh, onto a container with a mechanism to open the door. He grabs what's inside and some guards show up saying, He's still in the thermal detonator. The guards give chase, but Robin outmaneuvers them and hides. When he reappears, the Titans pincer him. Uh, so, he runs off on a nearby bridge, but they give chase. When the other Titans see that it's Robin, they are in disbelief. And this is where we get the theme song for part two. So, the Titans are still in awe of what is happening. 
Robin throws another device at them, causing an explosion, pushing Starfire back. Cyborg asks, what gives? We zoom in on an earpiece where Slade tells Robin not to answer. They aren't your friends anymore. Again, if you see a relationship like that, get Robin out of there. So Robin blows up the bridge in front of them and disappears in the fire and smoke. In Slade's lair, Robin returns with the thermal detonator and immediately says, This can't last forever. Slade replies, It can. And it will. He reminds Robin of what happened and says that they know it was a dud, but they don't know what the real trap is. Those probes could go undetected for years, decades. Robin vows that Slade will let his guard down and then he will take the device. Slade says, That sounds like a threat. A very good one at that. He then makes another claim that he and Robin are similar. Robin then makes a failed play for the trigger as Slade blocks him. Slade modifies the thermal detonator and tells Robin, You're going to keep stealing from me. He then says he monitored Robin's vital signs during the last heist and notes that while Robin won't admit it, he had fun. He attaches the modified device to Robin's wrist and says, Who knows? Maybe I'll become a father to you. Robin notes, I already have a father. We then hear some brass reminiscent of Batman the Animated Series and then see some bats flying. So an interesting note. Just, just an interesting note. And I am going to go on a, another side tangent, but... It's worth it. Anyway, so this does not take place in the same universe as Batman the Animated Series or any other DC show that I am really aware of. It is a really good nod, though. Also, uh, one of the creators of Teen Titans, Glenn Murakami, previously worked on Batman the Animated Series and also produced for Batman Beyond. So... That's kind of how he got into the position to do Teen Titans. Also, another thing to note, while Teen Titans was airing, Robin did not appear in the show The Batman, which is a different continuity from Batman the Animated Series and all their related shows. And the last time we see Robin in the Batman the Animated Series universe uh, was, like, a cameo in, like, the like savage time which is the season one finale of justice league and also aired before teen titans aired and also when the batman started airing the 2004 show justice league stopped using as many batman villains so you know that's just like a interesting little handshake nod kind of deal they have going where I have these like different continuities and yet they don't want to like confuse people so back to the episode at the tower Beast Boy is pondering in classic Sherlock Holmes regalia and says that there are only two logical explanations either Robin was replaced by an evil robot or he was the victim of zombie brainwashing Raven says as logical as that is, if something happened to his brain, I would have sensed it. Cyborg adds that his biometric scanners tell him that this Robin is real. Starfire protests, saying that that can't be Robin. Your scanners are wrong. Nothing would make him act like this. Raven says, 
something did. Beast Boy pops up and says three words. Disgruntled radioactive clone. Cyborg picks him up and Raven kicks him with a plum. Which, fun fact, Raven is canonically stronger than Beast Boy. Just, like, when it comes to, like, pure strength without, like, really using any of their powers. Even though strength is kind of a power, but just sort of, not really. Anyway, the tier list of these five titans goes Starfire, Cyborg, Robin, Raven, Beast Boy. Now, Beast Boy can turn into other animals that help him, you know, perform feats of strength. But Beast Boy himself is the weakest member. I just thought you should know that. Anyway... Raven says that no matter how much we don't want it to be true, Robin is a criminal now. And then Cyborg finishes, and it's up to the Titans to take him down. An alert goes off, and Beast Boy says, it's him. Which is a nice little mirror to when Cyborg says, it's him in part one of this episode. So, Robin sneaks off into a building and is about to grab another device. However, the Titans arrive and say that Robin is not leaving without a fight. Robin charges them, and they charge at him, but he leaps over them to escape. At the top of the building, Robin tries to escape, but Slade calls him, saying he didn't steal it. Robin says that it's too well guarded, but Slade does not accept this and asks him to fight. So the Titans appear on the roof to confront Robin. Also, this building belongs to Wayne Enterprises, but we never see the sign in full until like the end of the battle, which we will get to in just a bit. So Cyborg wants to discuss things, but Robin goes on the attack. Beast Boy says, looks like there's nothing to talk about and charges at him as a gorilla. So Robin dodges and lures Beast Boy up to the A in the Wayne sign where he uses a slave mechanism to trap him in the A-hole. You should see how I'm spelling. <laughs> anyway, Starfire then protests, but Robin speeds past her to begin fighting Raven while she blocks. And Cyborg is still on the fence about using his cannon, but doesn't and charges in. Beast Boy escapes the a-hole by turning into a snake and then turns into a ram to bash Robin. Beast Boy wonders if Robin is okay, but Robin fights back, kicking Beast Boy into Cyborg. Slade tells him to use the blaster. Raven catches Robin but misses an arm at which he uh, throws a small explosive to hit the N, blinding her, causing her to fall and Robin to get out. So, Cyborg is defending Robin's attacks, saying, Don't make me do this. He readies his cannon, but Robin knocks him down, but the cannon fires anyway, causing Robin to fly up. He walks across the Wayne sign, but at the E, Starfire appears ready to shoot. Slade tells Robin, I thought I told you to use the blaster. So, Robin aims the blaster at Starfire, and things become really tense. Starfire then says, Robin, you are my f best friend. I don't want to live in a world where we must fight. So if you're going to attack, do it. She lets her guard down. Robin is surprised and lowers his attack. Slade interrupts with some static feedback and then gets angry saying, if you won't attack, I will. He pushes the button and the probes go to work. 
The others start glowing red and orange while they suffer. Robin catches Starfire and begs Slade to stop. And Slade says, the only way to stop is for him to attack. Robin lets Starfire down and then fires upon him. Slade appears to be watching and says, that's my boy. <laughs> so after the other Titans come too, Robin goes on the offensive again. And while Robin gets some good hits in, against the four of them, they appear to be matched. So he uses his blaster more, but Raven uses her powers to disassemble it. With Robin cornered, he throws some more bombs at the sign, blowing it up, causing the A and the Y to fall over, and, uh, like, Cyborg, like, the A-hole flies through Cyborg. So in the smoke, Robin disappears. So after the dust is settled, Beast Boy says, We know where he got the blaster, but where did Robin get the glowing pain thingy? Starfire answers, I don't think Robin did. Perhaps it is Slade that has learned a new trick. So it pans out and we see the building in full, but the A and the Y have fallen. So we never really see it, like, fully constructed. It's just in bits and pieces. So Slade is watching the footage and is pleased, saying his apprentice has come along further than he expected. All he needed was a little motivation. So Robin appears and goes to attack, saying, Motivate this! So it replays from the commercial break, and then Slade blocks and throws Robin. Slade says that this was vicious, dishonorable, and ruthless. Excellent work. You're becoming more like me every second. Robin fights Slade, but Slade defends and picks him up. Robin kicks Slade's face to escape. And then at the tower, Cyborg says he's found something. Using enhanced sensors, he senses things on the nanoscopic scale... And they see the nanobots in Beast Boy's bloodstream because he's the one hooked up to the enhanced sensors. And they are all horrified. They come to the conclusion that Slade could destroy them, but is using it as a bartering chip to blackmail Robin into doing his bidding. Beast Boy says, and you thought my zombie idea was crazy. So back in Slade's lair, Robin and Slade are fighting again. Robin jumps, but Slade catches and throws him. So... The gears in Slade's lair slow down after Robin grips onto one of the twisting bars. So Robin investigates and the gears start picking up as Slade reappears in front of him. Robin grabs one of the, like, handles that, I guess, move the gears and breaks it off to make a makeshift staff while Slade grabs his own staff. So they clash some more until Slade thrusts his staff at Robin, but Robin dodges it, causing the staff to hit a pipe, bursting it out, and causing the steam to appear. I know how this sounds, please just go along with me. There's not really anything better I can say about this, especially in the context that I have established earlier. Anyways, so, Robin lands on Slade's staff, and he strikes, but Robin loses him in the steam. Slade comes to strike Robin, but Robin dodges, causing Slade to destroy his own staff. 
Robin escapes to some moving machinery and gets behind, like, a piece of it that's swinging back and forth. But Slade appears when Robin's vision is blocked. He then disappears with the machine and then comes from the side to tackle him. Slade jumps to punch Robin, but Robin dodges it. But we see Slade leave an imprint in the metal where Robin was. Robin attacks again and lands two hits, knocking Slade over and cracking his mask. In front of the screens, Slade says, You're going to wish you hadn't done that. Robin rips off his S and says, I only wish I'd done it sooner, and throws it down at Slade. But not, you know, hitting him. Just, it, it's more um, a dramatic, like, rejection rather than an attack. Slade is now aggravated and goes for the attack, but Robin dodges it. And when Robin goes to counterattack, Slade blocks him and throws him to the floor. As Robin gets up, Slade says, I have much to teach you, but the first thing you need to learn is gratitude. Robin looks at the screens again and then attacks him, only for him to be pushed to the ground by Slade. Slade says, I made you my apprentice. All my knowledge, all my power, all for you. But the only thing you care about is your worthless little friends. Slade lets go of Robin, and Robin stands back up, and then Slade says, If the Titans are so distracting, maybe I should just get rid of them. Robin submits to Slade, and Slade says, Good. Also, I would like it if from now on you were to call me Master. He then gets hit by a Starbolt, knocking him down, and we see the other Titans have arrived. Slade instructs Robin to attack, Robin begins pleading with them, saying they don't know what's going on. Meanwhile, we see the machine controlling the nanoprobes activate up. So the Titans inform them that they do, and they don't care because Robin is their friend and they aren't leaving without him. Slade remarks that this is touching. However, Robin doesn't need friends and he pushes the button, causing them to all start dying again. Slade tells Robin to attack, but Robin says no. He jumps for the machine and grabs onto it, injecting himself with the nanoprobes. The machine sort of implodes, but it causes enough knockback to blast Robin close to Slade. Robin gets up, despite also dying now, and says, New deal. If I lose my friends, you lose your apprentice, and I know how you hate losing. Slade reluctantly destroys the trigger, causing the Titans to stop dying. So Slade attacks, but Robin grabs his leg and throws him. The Titans now go on the offensive, clawing, blasting, and disorienting Slade. Robin then gets another kick in, and a part of his mask comes off. The, the part that doesn't have his eye. So, like, that's, like, the one thing we really know about Slade is that he only has one eye. So, uh, he also has brown hair, and he covers his face, and he makes his way to another part of his lair, activating something, and says, Another time, Robin. Another time. He escapes, and the lair self-destructs, and the Titans have to try to escape as well, and it's in kind of blinking red light. So a gear falls and chases Robin, but Starfire saves him before the gear can get um, to Robin. 
Cyborg rips off the machine that caused the nanoprobes to act, and the Titans manage to escape with Robin saying, let's go home. So at the tower, using the machine that Cyborg stole, the Titans are deprobing, and once Beast Boy is finished, everyone is now probeless. Beast Boy celebrates with a slightly obnoxious but still fun singing and dancing routine. Raven says that this isn't my style, but we just kicked Slade's butt. Shouldn't we celebrate? Robin and Cyborg look at her, and then Beast Boy and Cyborg pounce on the idea, wanting to prepare a uh, breakfast celebration. Raven is sorry she asked, and then Beast Boy and Cyborg drag her to the kitchen where they start preparing said breakfast explosion. So Robin notices Starfire wallowing on the couch and asks what's wrong. Starfire apologizes, confusing Robin. She explains that for a moment she really believed that uh, Robin was like Slade and that she doubted Robin and for that she is sorry. Robin says he doubted himself too and then lists off focus, serious, determined, as much as I hate to admit it, he and I are kind of alike, but there's one big difference between me and Slade. He doesn't have any friends. Starfire smiles. Beast Boy and Cyborg prepare the breakfast explosion and end up arguing about Beast Boy's vegetarian diet to end the episode. So, as you are aware, this is a follow-up to Masks and the whole Slade plot in general. I would sort of call it a sequel episode, but that seems a bit weird, because, like, a sequel episode, I feel like, is, is for a show that has less continuity than this, where, like, it is more episodic, and you don't, can just kind of jump in at any time, but, hey, here's a sequel to something that happened previously. That's kind of what I would deserve that for, and this is just kind of a bit of continuity, but continuity at this level is kind of settling in, and, like, as I mentioned before, Batman the Animated Series, I mentioned that earlier, like, it has its own continuity, and shows like it have its own continuity. Shows having continuity isn't, like, new at this time, but the level of continuity it has is, and it's still kind of just edging closer and closer to where we get things like Steven Universe. So... That, that's it. So, it is a follow-up, but follow-up to Masks. The initial point I wanted to bring up uh, about Masks is it's just kind of an inverse of Masks, the episode, where Robin commits crimes and is fighting his team. In Masks, though, uh, he's in full control of his actions while he is a mere puppet and apprentice. Robin tries to trick Slade, but Slade tries to trick Robin. It kind of goes, like, back and forth. And it also plays into how it ends. Masks begins with some level of deniability that Robin is like Slade, but ends up with even Starfire telling him that. Apprentice begins with Robin fearing he's like Slade, but at the end comes to terms with it. Masks ends with Slade not getting anything he wants, but no one is happy. While Apprentice ends with Slade getting away despite still getting beaten... But everyone is happy. So Masks ends with Robin alone, while Apprentice ends with all the Titans together celebrating. It's 
fascinating to like see how this works. It's like this episode is brilliant. And like how changing little details gets a different story that is yet related and it's amazing. So another thing this episode does pretty well is show off like Slade's weakness, which is his hubris. While he has Robin under his thumb, he feels like he can do anything. Yet, on Robin's second mission, he activates the nanoscopic probes, which would alert the others that something is happening. However, he undervalues the Titan's ability to do anything about it at this point, because in Divide and Conquer and also Final Exam, uh, Slade sees and observes that the Titans are weaker with one person missing, but Slade didn't quite account for Robin not being missing entirely, and also, to borrow a phrase from Alan Sy, the Titans learn from their mistakes. He really believes that he has everything under control, yet when Robin breaks rank, Slade gets aggressive. He's always antagonistic, he's always doing crimes, but yet he has a calm aura about him usually. When he gets angry, he loses himself a little. Again, it's similar to Robin. However, Robin has friends. Robin has an anchor or multiple anchors. Slade does not have an anchor, so he just keeps being mad until he can calm himself down. Which, to be fair to him, he can do fairly quickly. But all it takes is one second for him to lose everything. But, like, that isolation is what Slade wants, and he drives Robin to want it too, knowing full well that the Titans' greatest strength is their unity. His power comes from isolating Robin, or any one of them, and once they are unified, it spells disaster for him, which gets to... What I think is, like, one of the biggest, most fascinating things about this episode. Like, Robin and Starfire's relationship. Like, obviously, there are, like, noteworthy scenes. Like, the ending, as I just mentioned. Or the very powerful scene in which Starfire gives up to let Robin win, even though he's a villain at this point. But it causes hesitation in him. There are also other things, like the fact that Starfire wanted to join Robin when Cinderblock grabbed him, the fact that she saved him from the gear, the fact that Robin ignores Starfire for as long as he can when uh, like he's battling them the second time, and the fact that Starfire deduces that Slade is the one with the glowing death power and not Robin as like Beast Boy uh, thought it was. So, all of this to say, like, again, like Masks, it, it puts the ju juxtaposition between Slade and Starfire, but, like, this episode, like, really gets to, like, a deeper part of it. Like, it, it shows what, like, Starfire and Robin mean to each other, 
in a way where like the stakes are high, higher than they've ever been before. But like through like Robin and Starfire's understanding of each other, they manage to like win and like get the other Titans on board and they can help too. And like, yeah, it's about unity between all of them, but like there's there's a lot of like ship tease between Robin and Starfire. They're like kind of a couple. And like that like true love like overpowers uh Slade's predatory actions. And through that I think the episode is just great and it's just a really great episode. I I uh I'm starting to lose myself a little bit, which means I should probably end the episode, but you get what I mean. Like, where, like, Starfire, like, wins out in the end. Like, even though there's not really, like, a season where she's the featured player, like, this, like, works. This, like, comes close in that. Like, th this is serviceable, and I really like it. So that will do it for this episode of The Last Slice of Pizza. I would like to thank the Unknown King for the use of this theme song. And be sure to leave a comment and review on Anchor on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go. When uh, they find their true love and not some creepo. And be sure to tune in next time where I will have some bonus content prepared for you. I will see you then.